Welcome to another episode, everybody, to the Fantasy Football Sackos, Jason and Alex. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. I can't wait to get into this you scared podcast. Me. I'm sorry I scared you. I just, you know what I did? I, I took you to the woodshed, Alex. I took you out mm. back. So that's how we're starting this. I took okay. you out back. You talk all this crap every week. You talked. Do you t- not talk you, any crap. You talked crap when I was 0-4. Said that there's that no way true. I'm going to make the playoffs if I drop to That's 0-5. True. My season's yeah. over. Yep. Cash it in. Well, Alex, what do you have to say for yourself after getting demolished 164-120 to 120 in half PPR scoring? That's right. I had Lenny Fournette put up 40 points. Didn't need him. Still could have done it without him. Lenny could have. Oh, see, that's just that's Lenny just could mean. have sat on the bench. But anything to say for yourself, Alex? Um, I mean, you invited me to a different league. That's a two quarterback league, <laughs> and changing that subject. And completely. so. <laughs> To a two quarterback league that has half the people that are first time fantasy players that nobody's even like remotely monitoring except for you. Yeah, like there's like three teams that are setting their lineup on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You want a gold star? I'll give you one. I'm 12 and 0. Yeah, well, there you go. What about our league of record? Uh, For the record, that 12 and 0 team was auto drafted, but. Uh, that was the best fact that there could have been. Yeah. Who needs us? No, oh, yeah, right. Oh, let's just let the computer take care of it. It'll be fine. Yeah, I uh, I lost this week, and that's okay. I won in all the leagues I needed to win in, which is fine. I think I'm going to have five playoff teams in five leagues. So we're doing okay. As always, for waivers, definitely check the waiver wire to see who may or may not be sitting out there. In our league, somebody dropped Antonio Brown this past week. The 85% owned Antonio what? Brown. What? So, can I get yeah. a Can I get a check of who they picked up when they dropped that person? Like, hey, you know what's better? I, I think they, because they had so many injuries, like they moved Julio Jones down to the IR spot instead of Brown and had maybe CeeDee Lamb was out or something like that, or Allen Robinson was out too. So, yeah, rough, rough look for for our league. But uh, yeah, so did not beat you. That's okay. We're uh, one and one split on the season. I look forward to meeting you in the finals, hopefully. One and one split on the season, uh, but that was a different team. I think when we met the first time I was well on my way to 0 and 4 and now I've since gone 7 and 1. And I'm now leading the league in points. So all that to say this, um, I don't know. Better luck next time. Looking forward to the tiebreaker in the playoffs, maybe. Hopefully you get lucky and you're on the other side. Yeah, it turns out waivers and making trades in season are important. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. The trade, we say it. We say it every offseason when we're talking through our uh, draft uh, rankings and whatnot. But the... um, the draft really just sets the skeleton, the bone outlines for your team. It's really in-season management that is the difference between making the playoffs or winning your league and not doing those things. So you have to be active. Yeah, I, I, I will say that one of the things in this podcast, which is really fun doing it with you, and I hope it comes through for the listeners, but I feel like I'm really above average at drafting players and you are very above average at in-season moves of waiver pickups, trades, things like that, where you're kind of looking ahead. You have a good feel for who to get rid of or who to go after. So as somebody like getting rid of Allen Robinson early and being like, just give me anybody else or getting yeah. rid of Dalvin Cook because you just weren't feeling it because he's going to get injured at some point, right? Oh, guess we'll be talking about that in a little bit and going and getting Jonathan Taylor for him and, and Elijah, Elijah Mitchell early in the season. So, yeah, right. Exactly. So I, I think it's really good that like I learn a lot from you and I like I, I think we just zing, yin and yang really well because I there's a lot of players that I'm not really interested in for bidding money on, but I think are good pickups. 
mm-hmm. and you're more aggressive in, in spending fab. But yep. we find ourselves in our league where all of a sudden I have the fab to spend and going going out and getting Antonio Brown, who shouldn't be there. And I'm cool with that approach too. Yeah, right. Because right now I'm at zero fab because I have Eli Mitchell and I cannot get Antonio Brown. So that's also right. when you do fun stuff like email your entire league and say, hey, why is Antonio Brown on waivers? Because you don't have any fab to spend. So drive up the price a little bit. Yeah, you're just an asshole for that. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, we are on the cusp of the playoffs. Everybody, welcome back. We have 12 weeks of glorious fantasy football in the bag, and we are on to week 13 uh, everybody should be gearing up for their waiver uh, waiver run to make the playoffs. I hope you all do make the playoffs and get you some championship greatness going on. Um, a lot of key injuries this this week. Uh, to be completely honest, we've had, I think, close to a month of mostly quiet waivers. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, to see a spike in some interest on who the hell am I supposed to pick up this week? Um, but let's just, you want to jump right in or you got something you want to add? We've talked about it for a couple of weeks and because there hasn't really been that much to talk about, right? Even though we still talk for an hour, every podcast, but the fact that it's been handcuffing season for a while. And yeah. if you, and if you have handcuffed, it's probable that you will have a player or two that we're going to talk about that is, you know, less than we only, we generally only talk about 50% or fewer ownership. Uh, players, but a lot of these players should have been rostered, at least in our opinion, and we've been talking about them. Uh, so hopefully you already have them. And if you don't, I think there's a couple uh, spend all you gots this week. I think that there are absolutely uh, spend them if you got them players this week. Um, so Alex is going to get off his usual number of zero and actually talk <laughs> real dollars. And sense all of it. Give me all of it. So uh, I think there's no better place to start than the confirmed season ending injury for Christian McCaffrey. So CMC was placed back on uh, injured reserve, meaning he is done for the season. Um, You got to think that makes Chubba Hubbard one of the go-tos, if not the go-to pickup of the week. Um, Hubbard averaged more than 20 touches per game and about 13 fantasy points per game in weeks four through eight when CMC missed time earlier this year. Obviously, that's not CMC numbers, but that's RB2 or like high-end RB2 weekly. Um, Do you have any thoughts on... Is it Hubbard or... I guess, are you concerned at all about Amir Abdullah? No, it seems like it's the Hubbard Hubbard Express here. I I will say I do have concerns about him. It, this is a spend it if you got it. Like, I would think I would spend everything if you possibly can. Or if you have any left. He's an absolute must add, right? Any one of the starting 32 running backs should be rostered and played. But with Carolina... They have the, they're facing the teams in the playoffs that give up the, th- the third fewest fantasy points to running backs, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. Now, Tampa Bay, when I did the analysis, that might change a little bit, but they have by far and away the hardest playoff schedule. So after this week, um, they have a bye week, right? This week. So that sucks. And yeah. then at Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans to end it. That's a brutal schedule. We don't know who their quarterback is. Uh, Cam Newton is was horrendous. I've was said for worst. a month that Cam Newton He's is back. washed. And Cam Newton is officially washed. He's back to the bench uh, or maybe even cut. So if PJ Walker's there, whatever. So I just have reservations about the schedule. 
he's a he's a potential all in play. He wasn't even that great when he was playing the first go round. I mean, in half PPR, his biggest week was still under 16 points. He didn't really have that many touchdowns uh, when he was playing. He only had three rushing touchdowns, no receiving touchdowns. So maybe some touchdown progression when it comes to that. But they're just not going to score that many points against those defenses. So it's probably all in if you have it. But I would prefer Alexander Madison to to Chubbard. I okay yes as, as, yes, as, I, as yes, I combine yes, his yes. first and let's, second name. So there. let's let's go. Let's talk. Let's talk about him in a minute. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Chuba Hubbard might be a lot of people's number one waiver wire ad because of what he was able to do before. To me, he is not my number one waiver wire ad. It is uh, Alexander Madison, and I. I uh, in addition to all the reasons that you're concerned. I don't think that you can necessarily completely put Amir Abdullah's work to the side. He actually played more than half of the snaps for the Panthers mm-hmm. in week 12. Uh, he did only finish with 22 yards, but I mean, it was an absolute blowout loss. Cam was benched. Like it was, it was bad. Um, it was but, bad, but there was talk about getting Amir Abdullah more involved into the offense going into the week. Maybe Amir is worthy of a stash because Hubbard wasn't that like mind-blowingly fantastic. Maybe, maybe he's at least a speculative ad. If you do miss out on Hubbard, maybe you just stash Amir Abdullah and see what happens. I also yeah. think nobody's gonna run out and add Amir Abdullah other than like maybe five percent of ESPN league. So I think you can get Amir Abdullah for zero or one dollar compared to Chuba, who's gonna go for. I mean, real talk for all of it. Do you think it's people all of are it? Gonna spend or like thirty yeah, to fifty percent, or you think it's just yeah, screw it. No, it's just it's just full. People are going to do full sentence. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. So we think Hubbard is probably a full send, but not our preferred full spend because we would both would prefer agree. Alexander Madison. And now, and I think, and I think Abdullah is definitely worth the zero ad. Yeah, and with him having the receptions, which I don't know, he he's been fine. He's had cut weeks of three, four, and four catches. That was weeks eight through ten. They talked about getting him in more work. He was play, he played more than half the snaps. If there's another yeah. blowout loss, they could just leave Abdullah in. Right. So uh, he, he's not he's not a rookie. He knows pass protection probably a little bit better than than Chuba Hubbard, right? So that's. That's what's driving at least marginally some of that. So to your point, I think Amir Abdullah is a good ad for zero. He's on a bye week. He's rostered in 0.3% of leagues. I think we're both correct in saying that he's not the preferred all like send all on this. No. Uh, for this week. But. I mean, if you can get him, I think you got to get him. Because the the likelihood of them both being available in a league is not very high. When you say both of them being available, you mean Madison? Ma- Madison and Hubbard, yeah. Yes. Thanks for the clarification. Yep. Now, we've talked about Madison a few times while we talk about Hubbard. Let's move on. So, next up, our preferred waiver wire ad full send. If you're going to full send anybody and there's going to be a couple full sends this week, you're full sending after Alexander Madison of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, To me, I think he is the absolute clear cut um, top waiver wire ad after Dalvin cook was carted off with a torn labrum. Um, He played 40% of the snaps in week 12, seven carries 21 yards and a score also had three targets to um, catching two of them for seven yards. I'm not worried about what a stat sheet was, you know, in this game. It's what does he do when Dalvin Cook is out? And what he does when Dalvin Cook is out is serve as an absolute workhorse who has very little, if any, step back in production than Dalvin Cook himself. 
Week three against Seattle, 26 carries, 100, more than 100 yards, six catches, 60 yards, 20 points. Week five, Detroit, 25 rushing attempts, more than 100 yards rushing, seven catches, 40 yards, and a score, 23 points. The guy finished with 10 points against San Fran in half a game. I think that he is going to absolutely pound the snot out of Detroit next week Ooh, in week 13. Pounder. Like, I would also agree with that. Full that, that, that we That game week five against Detroit was his highest scoring week where he dropped the 23 points and that was also against Detroit. So I would expect him Momo. to duplicate. I would. What was that? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was like, I was booming whammo. Yeah. Whatever it was, do it again. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think this is the full send. The so Chuba Harbord is going to be like the guy probably for them the entire season. With Madison, it sounds like Dalvin might only miss a week or two, but there's conflicting like there's conflicting reports on that, right? Where you mean Dalvin not, will miss a week or two. Correct. That that he's going to miss a, at least a week or two. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. I mean, how many dudes get carted off with a shoulder injury? I don't. But yes, this is all in. Give me Madison the next two weeks. Pittsburgh the week after the Detroit gives up the most yards per carry. You just saw what Joe Mixon did to them. So these next two weeks, the matchups are just absolutely fantastic for Alexander Madison. And if you're not in the playoffs, he will at least get you in there. I'd be shocked if he didn't have 20 points back to back weeks. Yeah, I, I would absolutely be shocked. Um, and quite honestly, I think when he comes back, when Dalvin comes back, depends on what the playoff standings are like. If they go out and win these next two games comfortably, I don't think that there's going to be any concern to get Dalvin Cook back for Chicago. Like they should absolutely stomp Chicago in week 15, too even without Delvin. So I would only think that he would be making a real effort to come back week 16 against the Rams or 17 against green Bay. Um, maybe the green Bay game because it's divisional, but, um, and yeah. he owns the Packers. He owns. So, so this is the full, this send. is the preferred, this is the preferred ad for the week. Chava Hubbard is is a distant two, but I think if either one is available, I think you spend it all on them. Uh, also, it should be noted that the Vikings have a middle of the pack playoff schedule. Uh, they are facing the teams that give up like the uh, 23rd most fantasy points to running back. So it's not like a great matchup uh, comparative when comparing it to the rest of the teams. Um, but Still decent because the Packers defense has actually been sneaky, really good for a lot of this year. Uh, and and the Rams have been pretty good against the run as well. So, yeah, this this is the the full send 20 where I don't want to guarantee 20 points the next two weeks, but the Vikings lean on one running back when Dalvin cooks healthy. Madison is a distant second option when Dalvin's out. Uh, it's the Madison show. Sing all your Hamilton songs that you want. This is the ad of the week for both of us, and you should spend every dollar that you have left on him. You don't want to guarantee 20 points. I will uh, at Detroit and home against Pittsburgh the next two weeks. Uh, Madison and Dalvin combined for 20 against San Fran. So, um, yeah, it, it should be it should be expected. He, he will be an RB one the next two weeks. Absolutely. And now I I think we're good to move on as we do what I, before we move too far, what I would say is, um, you know, people need to add key running back handcuffs prior as you, as you move towards the end of the season. I mean, if you want to wait till you get to the double digit weeks, some guys should be flat drafted and held on to all season. Alexander Madison and, uh, Tony Pollard, I think, are the two premier handcuffs. Um, but there are other guys that I think are worth adding as you move towards the end of the season that turn into lottery tickets because if there was an injury in front of them, 
Um, or if a team gets knocked out of the playoff contention and then the guy's just been banged up and they want to rest him, which is kind of what I think happened to CMC. They were fighting for playoffs. I think CMC rests for a week or two and then comes back. They're so mm-hmm. far out of it. Why get a guy more hurt? Um, so, but another good ad I think is Devonte Booker. Um, just for that lottery handcuff role with his upside, he's an absolute standalone workhorse in that offense. If yep. Saquon goes down, I like Kalen Balaj in Pittsburgh, Sony Michelle in Los Angeles. Yep, um, especially with the quad injury to Henderson. Samaje Pirine is a must handcuff for Mixon owners. Yeah. Who actually does some things even when Mixon plays, he usually gets a couple catches. So I would just look to add some of those lottery tickets as you move towards the end of the season, especially I think if you have a, t- a team that's kind of down and out and a guy that's already injured coming back like Saquon and CMC, I think were already guys I was trying to target their backups and CMC just popped and you see what happens. Yeah. Um, or uh, even like a Jeff Wilson Jr. If he's available with the 49ers schedule that's coming, yeah. uh, he might be, he might be rostered in more than 50% of leagues, but um, again, just be on the lookout for for that. And like, you know, COVID still rate uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. 36 percent of of leagues that would figure to be or should be at least a little bit higher. With, with COVID still going on, too, and people being out, I mean, the Cowboys are getting crushed right now. Mike McCarthy's out this week uh, against the Saints. Like you just never know who's going to go out. So it's really important to have those handcuffs back. And it's like now that bye weeks are almost done. If you have like a marginal wide receiver that you're never going to start. I would drop them to pick up a handcuff running back. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. This is kind of weird, and I know we're talking running backs, but. We were talking beforehand, and I actually do think it's really important to, you know, we're kind of going with order of importance here. Did you want to talk about a defense? I know that sounds weird, and you kind of crap on me for liking defense and kickers, but I do think they're important. And you seem to have found a defense, which is really my defense, but I'll let you have it. Yeah, sure. Uh, we can talk about the Dolphins defense if you like. Uh, they are available in more than 50% of leagues. Um, they are, have been absolutely on fire for the last month, averaging, what, 15 plus fantasy points per game for the last four yeah, it's, weeks. It's, it's hard to tell because I feel like every every uh, league has different defense points, like sometimes okay, yards are fair. involved or sure. whatever. So it's it's hard to hard to actually quantify it. Two touchdowns in the last two weeks, seven interceptions the last, or I'm sorry, for the last four weeks, two touchdowns, seven interceptions, three fumbles, uh, what, 16 Haven't allowed sacks, more than 20 points. Haven't allowed more than 20 points, a blocked kick. Like the Miami Dolphins defense is absolutely lighting the world on fire and uh, they just destroyed the Carolina Panthers. They are at home against the Giants, which you've got to think is going to go well. Unfortunately, a week 14, <laughs> unfortunately, a week 14 bye, so a late bye. But week 15 at home against the Jets. Got to love it. First yeah. round of the playoffs. Got to love it. Yes. Week 16 at New Orleans, who just melted down, melted down this season so far without Jameis. Um, so I'm not too worried about uh, uh, Taysom Hill taking over a quarterback there. And then at Tennessee, who is just struggling, grasping his straws for some offensive weapons right now. So uh, I, I love uh, the Dolphins defense. Another one that's out there right now that I think should be held uh, really from this point on is the Arizona Cardinals defense because they have Detroit week 15. Mm hmm. But yeah, get you some defenses, hold them early. Don't spend fab on them. Pick them up a week early. I, I think the Dolphins could be worth spending fab on, actually. Uh, I just mean, get them a week early that we don't have to. Or if you have them already, don't drop them. Yeah. So the Dolphins next week face the Giants. They give up the eighth most points to defenses. The Jets give up the third most points to defenses. New Orleans, it's a little trickier right they give up the 20th most points to defenses but they look terrible and i was gonna say that's a lot higher the last month right yeah exactly so what have you done for me lately 
Uh, and then the last week against Tennessee, that's like the 18th most points given up. So again, that's just common sense. And at this point in the season, if they're available again, rostered in only 43% of leagues, they are a, f- they're just simply a great, a great defense ad. Yeah, absolutely. Now back to running backs, shall we? We talked about how Tennessee is grasping at straws for some Oof. offensive weapons. Sure um, are. Their running back play has been a little bit interesting. Dontrell Hilliard is who I want to start with. Uh, he was mentioned in last week's waiver wire podcast, mentioning him here again. Um, man, he he had some production this week. He played half the snaps in week 12, 12 carries, 131 yards and a score, a 68 yard touchdown, yard touchdown yeah. run. Dude's got some burst. He's got some ceiling in him. Um, Against a really great Patriots defense. Yeah. And last week he had 10 targets. Like, I, I don't know. There might be there were there smoke. There might be some fancy football fire, ladies and gents. Running backs are so trash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, AP is gone. AP is gone. So it's just no. I I, I know it's just hilarious, right? That and, Henry goes down, and then it's Peterson, and then it's McNichols, Jeremy McNichols, and then it's Donta Foreman, and then oh hey, here's uh, Dontrell Hillard. Hilliard. Hilliard? Hilliard? Easier for you to say. I know. So Hilliard, 10 targets last week and then busts off a big old touchdown run this week. Averaged 10 yards a carry, 11 yards a carry this week against the great Patriots defense. He's got some shimmy. I don't don't know what else to say. Like, I was expecting him to have a fine game and have like five to six catches. And instead, he only had one. And has 130 rushing yards. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, start it's fantastic. If, Hilliard. If, yeah, it's great if you started him. So he's rostered in only 30% of leagues. He's on a bye week this week. Ooh. Do you add him on a bye? Uh, you have to. Ooh. Right? You absolutely have to. Okay, so to unpack the rest of Dontrell Hilliard. You also have Deonta Foreman, who played the other 50% of snaps, rushed, <laughs> rushed 19, uh, 19 times for more than 100 yards himself and did catch the only target that he had. Um, what I would say, if you look at numbers to numbers, you're like, oh, my God, I don't know. Who do I pick? Do I go Hilliard? Do I go Foreman? Do I go Hilliard? Do I go Foreman? However, Deonta Foreman uh, rushed 19 times. Eight of those 19 and 37 of his yards were in the fourth quarter when the Titans mm-hmm. were already being blown out. When it was a game, it was Dontrell Hilliard. So I think you got to keep that in mind. And unless you were watching the game or I don't know, listen to us, you might not hey. know that. So well, I would say don't ignore the volume. They were being completely blown out and it wasn't a game when Foreman got a lot of his work. So um, the other thing is Foreman had two touches inside the five to Hilliard's one. But again, you don't have AP now. It looks like a two-headed backfield. I guess my the only concern that I have with either of these guys is Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols when he comes back. And what does that mean for these two? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I still like if, if if all three of them are healthy, I don't know how you start any of them almost to a certain extent until you can you figure gotta, it out. Yeah. If you, like if if you're telling me that you're putting your eggs in a Titans running back that isn't Derrick Henry to try to make the playoffs or to get in the like the first round of the playoffs and because what you really want to see is McNichols come back for week 14. So and you be can completely see how irrelevant. Well, or completely take over. You want or, one of the three of them to be completely established when everything is equal right now be- between Hilliard and Foreman. You got to go Hilliard, but with McNichols I, coming in. Well, McNichols is just a receiving back at this point. He doesn't do any any carrying. So 
the fact that Hilliard was getting carries is encouraging. Yeah. Now, so they're on a bye week this week to they they have Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, which are two really great matchups. Mm-hmm. So provided they all three play against Jacksonville, I get why you'd want to start somebody in that matchup because it's a fantastic matchup. But if the, if they're all three playing, like let's say they have like 40% of snaps, 40% of snaps and 20% of snaps between the three of them in some combination. Starting anybody against Pittsburgh the first week of the playoffs is a tough ask. It just is. But but you want to roster them like they should be rostered. Now, yeah. from a from a fab perspective. Yeah, what are we what are we spending? Oh God. Dontrell, <laughs> Deonta, and McNichols. Who do you like the most McNich- and what are you spending? McNichols is last as a zero ad at this point. He's probably been added and dropped in your league, which is what I did in ours. He's rostered in sixteen percent, dropped in more than eight percent of leagues in the last week. So he's out there I, and zero. I would not add McNichols. Yep. I wouldn't even add him. I, I would add the other two before I added McNichols. To your point, we prefer Hilliard over Foreman because of the previously mentioned five minutes of this podcast. Foreman is rostered in 40% of ESPN leagues, dropped in 14% of leagues in the last week. So he got spiked. I feel like you can get Hilliard for cheap because people are going to be looking at the Madison and the Chubba Hubbard and kind of forget about Hilliard. Hilliard is rostered in 28% of leagues and was added in 28% of leagues in the last week. He was 0% owned uh, going into last week. So. Uh, Again, if people have been listening to us and actually spending fab the way that we're talking on some of these guys, uh, you might not have much left. It's possible, depending on how much you have. One, take a look at the budget in your league to see how much other people have left and bid more than a low person that's like so if you have like fifty bucks left and somebody else has twenty seven dollars and you want to make sure to outbid them, bid twenty eight. Um I think you might be able to justify it. The worry being that if Derrick Henry comes back at the very end of the season. It's probably Hilliard. Um, I honestly don't know what anybody should bid on him because it's take take a look at your league and see who see who you have to outbid, and maybe that's the play. I am a how's, how's that for a weak answer? <laughs> that's so weak. I'm Thank I, you. I will plant my flag. I'm a believer in Hilliard. Um, McNichols was the pass passing down back. AP was the early down back. AP's gone. That opens down the early downs for me in my mind. And so vis-a-vis Hilliard beat out Foreman for that work. It's Hilliard. And also, by the way, Hilliard doesn't need to be taken out on passing downs. He offers some of that, uh, two dimensionalism, uh, two dimensionalism. Um, is that a word? I don't know. It is now. (laughs) Um, so with that extra dimension to the offense, I think that I would prefer Hilliard. I would go, I don't know, geez, 15, 20%. I want to say now moving on to our next running back. Uh, this one, I think might surprise you a little bit. I'm not sure how in tune you are, but we'll see. Uh, our next running back is Jamal, or excuse me, Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. Lions head coach Dan Campbell said today, Monday, that it's hard to see Swift playing against the Vikings this weekend. Uh, DeAndre Swift has sprained his shoulder. And evidently it looks like he'll be out. So. With that, I mean, are you running out to add 
Jamal this week? Sure. I mean, he started out the week or the year hot, right? He had uh, 21 points uh, against the 49ers week one, eight catches for 56 yards. Especially in PPR, this is a fantastic ad because they check down like no other to their running backs. So, yes, absolutely. I just don't like. The Lions are so bad, they might not win a game. What's the point of even bringing back Swift at some point, right? I mean, if, if, yeah. depending on how bad the shoulder injury is, it's possible that he doesn't play again. And here's Jamal Williams, who was a free agent signing. He's historically been like, he is a violent downhill runner and hits the hole about as hard as any running back does in the NFL. Like, he will just, sp- like, it just doesn't matter. He just runs as hard as he can into a black hole. And somehow gets out the other side half the time. So, yeah, this is great. This this is a great under-the-radar kind of ad. Rostered in 46% of leagues. They have Minnesota this week, which is an okay matchup. They, they like to give up some points, especially to running backs. You saw what Elijah Mitchell did to them this past week. So, yeah, this is at home. He's going to probably score 10-plus 12 plus fantasy points. If he falls in the end zone, then you're looking at a potential 20 point week from him. So yes, this is another potential must add from the running back position. Yeah. It's just so many injuries. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, it's like you almost kind of forgot about this one, right? Because it was all the way back on Thanksgiving and that, that was a long time ago. So you just don't really remember that Swift is standing on the sideline during Thanksgiving and all of a sudden you are sitting there and Jamal Williams is like, oh, hey, I'm still here. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Swift got hurt. Like a lot of people don't even remember that because they were in a turkey coma. Yes, they were. Um, Man, he could be a good ad. Oh, there's so many guys I want to add. Uh, He's rostered in more than 40% of leagues, less than 50%. So, again, eligible for uh, our adding purposes. But um, so if you if just to summarize, so we we have Chubba Hubbard, we have Hilliard, we have Jamal Williams, we have Alexander Madison. I have another guy. No, no, no. There's one more. Uh, But wait. There's more. Step right up on week uh, week 13 waivers. Boston Scott. Oh, I hate Eagles running backs. I know oh you hate God. Eagles running backs, but Miles Sanders tweaked his ankle. on every freaking week. He tweaked oh, his God, ankle. Frustrating. Um, he was in a clear committee with Boston Scott prior to rolling his ankle. And Scott was used at the goal line. He punched in a one-yard touchdown. That so, was after Sanders got hurt, but yes. No, that was prior. No, it was after. It was okay. the same drive. Um, I was texting you in a fury because I've literally started Gainwell and then I started Boston Scott and then I've started Miles Sanders all in the same league. And That's regardless fantastic. of which one I start, somebody... It would, Maybe Jordan Howard is next. I should go pick him up. I mean, Miles but Sanders he's hurt, comes he, he's back. Boston Scott finishes with 15 of 64 for a score and had two catches, 12 fantasy points. I mean, that's, that's not, you get at the Jets. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you could, you could start a lot worse dudes than Boston Scott. I'm just saying. It's true. He's been pretty consistent and of, of their running backs, other than the day that uh, that Boston Scott was getting sniped by Jordan Howard. He's been pretty consistent over the last month or so. And Jordan Howard is still hurt. Um, but Boston Scott rostered in 17% of leagues. He's been dropped in a lot of places the last couple of weeks because Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders coming back and everything else. Um, right. How much fab are you spending on Boston? Anything? Zero. But he's a fine start at the Jets this week. He's a, yeah, he's def- more than a fine. I think you could do a lot worse off than Boston Scott. So f- I think for me, if I'm prioritizing these backs, I am going 
Alexander Madison's, Madison. Madison's got to be one. Madison's one. Um, are you going Hubbard or Jamal? I think I'd go Jamal. I think I would too because of the schedule. Um, that I, I just don't really like Hubbard and we talked about Amir Abdullah being there. Yeah, so M- Madison, Jamal, then Chuba, then Dontrell Hilliard, then Boston Scott. And you could, I mean, there's more guys we could talk about. We could talk about so many. We're 40 minutes in. We could talk for days. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, that's really crazy. I, I think that's the correct order. And you know, I, I do think you could. I, I think you could spend it all on on multiple of those guys. Yep, absolutely. the The one other guy I do want to mention is Matt Breida. Uh, nine carries, twenty six yards, yeah. two catches, thirty yards, and a score. Uh, he's getting added time in that offense, which is a good thing because it's one of the best offenses in the league. So. Yeah, and we we mentioned him last week, and our biggest concern was the schedule, and he has passed part one of that rough schedule. He's got New England this week, which, I mean, they just gave up 200 yards rushing. I know that they were kind of letting them run instead of throw, but still, they gave up 200 yards rushing. So, this, it's a must win for Buffalo, and... The weather gets a little worse in the northeast of the United States. And I just think, shout out to our international listeners, just looking out for you. And I think that he's fine. Like he has 16 and a half, 7.2 and 12 and a half points the last three weeks after doing nothing since week one. They seem to prefer him over Moss, who is inactive this week and Singletary was in a little bit. So yeah, I think this is another <laughs> only roster in five five percent of leagues at this point, just under six percent. He should be added, but rough rough schedule. But week 17 against Atlanta is uh is not rough. That's actually great. So if you can get there, he's a potential must start in week 17. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Alex, we are past Thanksgiving. The holiday season is in full swing. And the stockings on the fireplace need to get stuffed. And thank you to Uh-oh. our sponsor, Manscaped. You're guaranteed to gift the men you in your life the best gifts that they have for their trees. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and is trusted by more than 4 million men worldwide. Make sure that he is joining them on Christmas morning. Uh, and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code SACOS. That is right, manscaped.com with code SACOS to get 20% off and free shipping. That is SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S. And, uh, you know, tis the season to give a gift that somebody will actually use. And... uh, I could personally say if you're going to get anything else from them or if you're not even looking for that, that body wash is killer. I'm so freaking yeah, it pleased. Yeah, really great. I am yeah. so freaking pleased with that. That and the boxers are just so head and, uh, head and shoulders above um, everything else that I've used from like other providers and things. So, so comfortable. Yeah, two, two in one shampoo and conditioner, uh, lip balm they sell. It's basically anything that you could possibly want as a guy. Uh, they have it on their website. So definitely go check out manscaped.com. Again, 20% off your order, free shipping worldwide using the promo code SACOS, S A C K O S, and get yourself something. It's the holiday season. It's time to treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right, let's talk some wide receivers, shall we? I think before uh, we get into this, I just want to have everybody run out and check if Elijah Moore is available because holy crap, if he is, I think you should pick him up. Elijah Moore is fantastic. Um, Especially if Zach Wilson is unhealthy and they have to turn to other people that like throwing (laughs) to Elijah Moore more than Zach Wilson does. Which is anybody other than Zach Wilson. Anybody. 
However, I digress. Let's talk some actual wide receivers that should be out there. First up, Van Jefferson had nine targets in week 12 behind only Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, who each saw 10. Uh, Jefferson caught three of them for 93 yards and a score, played 98% of snaps, uh, at least seven targets in three straight and four of the past five. Uh Definitely going or becoming a bigger part of the offense with Robbie Woods done for the season. He's more of a field stretcher. I think he has weekly high upside uh, so long as him and Matt Stafford keep connecting. So I think for me, he's one of my, if not the top uh, waiver wire wide receiver this week. Yeah, it's really hard, right? Because Odell posted his first top 12 finish of the year in this game. He ran a route on 98% of dropbacks and was targeted 24% of the time. So between Odell and Cooper Cup, who's the league's leading receiver, and all of a sudden you're bringing in Van Jefferson, who's been there the whole year now that, as you mentioned, Bobby Trees is gone. It's really hard to start a third wide receiver in an offense unless, unless his name is Antonio Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he should be added. I don't think I'd bid anything to get him, but yeah, he should be added. I think so. I, I don't think you have to add anything either, or put down much, if anything, to get him. You yeah. could do a couple bucks sprinkle if you wanted to, but that'd be about it. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary. Because he's somebody that I feel like in a lot of leagues, he's been added and dropped by like half the league or half the teams in your league at this point. And and people just don't really want to look at him, but he can be productive. The The Rams run a ton of 11 personnel, generally Higby, generally Henderson and three wide receivers. So that's just what Sean McVay likes to run. It used to be with Josh Reynolds. And now it's with Van Jefferson. So yeah, fine, fine ad. Um, can be a potential hard start. Um, but if they're gonna be in that personnel the whole time, uh, that's fine. They also are playing Jacksonville this week and should absolutely mop them. Yep, absolutely. Next up is uh Kenny Galladay, a former oh yuck, former second round fantasy pick last year. To now being a week 13 waiver wire flyer. Uh, he had seven <laughs> targets in week 12, caught three of them for 50 yards. We should have quit when we were ahead with the running backs. Before, before the game, there was a report that the Giants want to get him into the end zone for the first time at all season. Um, like just run a route in there? <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I Jason Garrett's gone. You know, there's that. Yay. Tony's going to be out hurt. Shepard's still potentially out. But if they're out again in week 13, I think he's at least streamable against Miami. Maybe. Is he? That's a brutal matchup. That is. He's going to be that's doubled. A, he's going to be doubled. That's, a, that's the reality. That's a brutal matchup. And the next week they have the Chargers who give up the second least fantasy points to wide receivers. Now, after that, you can maybe talk me into his playoff schedule. Dallas at Philly at Chicago. That's okay. Especially the at Dallas or the home against Dallas part, depending on the weather in New York. I just think they're going to get heat, you know, just put on the hot seat for not feeding their fancy, shiny waiver. Or off-season ad. If you are desperate enough to have to play Kenny Galladay, who only has one double-digit week so far this year, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. If you you did not add Eli Mitchell for 99-Fab after week one, I am sorry. Okay, we can stop talking about your fantasy team. Nobody cares. Now, so yeah, so out of the year. Go on. This is this is rough. Um, Like honestly, I would have 
I would have a really hard time. Really, really hard time adding Kenny Galladay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, let's talk about our next wide receiver. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Nine targets mm-hmm. for MVS in week 12. Tied for most on the team with Devante. Um, a week after he saw a team high 10 targets, caught four of them for 50 yards. Um, a week ago, he had four catches for 120 plus yards and a score. He obviously has the great down, uh, the great downfield ability. Um, but this volume, I think, is interesting for me. That, I think, paired with what he can do as a field stretcher gives him some substantial value. It's kind of a similar role between him and Van Jefferson for the Rams. Um, but I like the the volume to go with what he does downfield. Um, I think he's definitely the number two in this, the number two pass catcher in this offense. Do you like MVS? I think as a cheap ad. Yeah, love him as a cheap ad. He has a bye week this week. So odds are you can get him for not a whole lot. Only rostering 12% of leagues. I will say I did win money off of him this week in gambling on prop bets. His over-under was two and a half catches and his over-under for yards was 36 and a half. Um, if it's like that again and you like to sprinkle some money on sports props, uh, he should be the over two and a half every game that he plays going forward. Um, especially once Randall Cobb went out in that game, uh, MVS was basically featured once Ramsey was matched up on to Mr. Adams. So yeah, this is, this is a fine under the kind of under the radar ad. I would much prefer him to Kenny Galladay, better offense, better quarterback, faster. Yeah, just, I, I would much prefer Marquez Valdez Scantling. And my last receiver this week is Kendrick Bourne for the New England Patriots rostered in about 15% of leagues, uh, up to five touchdowns on the year now after scoring twice against Tennessee, uh, had five catches on six targets for just over 60 yards. Again, the two touchdowns finishing in the more than 20 fantasy point range and half PPR scoring, which you love to see. Um, he's again, I mean, he's rostered in 15% of ESPN leagues. He's going to be available widely, uh, for people to pick up. I, I would add him as a zero ad. I think he's a zero $1 guy and, uh, potentially could see some, uh, fantasy relevance in the fantasy playoffs. So he'll get you a little bit of Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, he's been on absolute fire uh, as a Jacoby Myers owner. I would prefer that that goes to him, but he can seem to only find the end zone with backup quarterbacks when they're playing. So yeah, Kendrick Bourne's been great and him and Algalore uh, and Hunter Henry are really the, the end zone red zone targets for Mac Jones in that offense. So he's a fine ad. Uh, a couple other guys that I would want to just throw at you real quick as just a, Hey, these guys exist. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is rostered in 3% of leagues. He looked great on Thanksgiving um, against a hapless Dallas offense. Um, If Darren Waller is hurt, they're going to take a deep shot to Deshaun Jackson. So if you're really hurting, maybe he catches a long touchdown. Uh, Russell Gage uh, is rostered in 18.5% of leagues. Jason, I know you mentioned him before we started. Um, Do you have any thoughts on Russell Gage? I would hate starting him. Yeah, it's so tough. He's so hit or miss, and it's a rough team. Cordero Patterson being back, this is crazy, but Cordero Patterson completely changes that entire team's offense. Like, without him, they look like absolute trash. And when he plays, they look serviceable. And and Russell Gage had a 15-point week this week. It's, I can't wait to see where Cordero Patterson goes in drafts next season. Oh, God. I'm so pumped for that. <laughs> uh, you, you, can't even, you can't even be mad when somebody takes him. Um, and then Josh Reynolds caught a touchdown, but I don't think he's worth adding for Detroit. 
So uh, T.Y. Hilton also scored a touchdown. He's rostered in 20% of leagues. I don't know if I'd add him either, but he looked okay. It, it's just a matter of health for him, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. When he's hurt, Pittman does better, but it's okay. It's true. All right. Uh, I think that does it for wide receivers and running backs. Um, any quarterback ads this week that interest you? I think Carson Wentz, who's currently quarterback 11 of all people, uh, could be a decent ad. They're at Houston this week. He finished with almost 20, 20 fantasy points in uh, four-point touchdown passing, passing touchdown leagues. Uh, when they met up in week six, and I think that they're a better team now. So I think uh, Carson Wentz could be a decent add. Uh, Taysom Hill is taking over for the Saints. My guy. He's uh, back. I am scared for everybody on that offense, and even Alvin Kamara. I think Taysom Hill is going to siphon a lot of the short yardage work and like inside the five work away from Alvin. Um I, I think Taysom Hill's going to have a nice little floor and everybody sees what um, what running quarterbacks have for a floor. Uh, in his last last year, in his four starts, he scored between 17 and 25 fantasy points each week. Yeah, he did. And rushed for more than 40 yards each week and had two games yeah, he with multiple. He had two games with multiple rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he did. And again, more and more carries inside the five. And the Jets the next two weeks. He had more carries inside the five than Alvin Kamara did. So. I mean. (laughs) Say it. uh, Say it. You don't want to, but say it. If you have Kyler, are you running out for Taysom Hill? If you have somebody else, are you running out for Taysom? Like. Is Taysom Hill a waiver wire priority? I, I, if you're hurting for quarterback, yeah, absolutely. And I think you can start him with confidence the next two weeks. After that, a little rough, but yeah, absolutely. Start him. He's going to get you 15 to 20 points because of the rushing yard floor. And then my last inquisitive quarterback ad is none other than Trevor Lawrence. Um, be- oh, no. No, no, no. Cam, Cam was... No. Back. no. Cam is back in the dumpster is where he's back to Trevor Lawrence 230 passing yards and a score also with a pick but he did have uh, almost uh, 40 rushing yards which I thought was pretty neat Um, hey neat finish as a QB1 they have the Rams next week but after that Titans Texans Jets pretty good so uh, deeper leagues, two QB leagues, super flex, whatever. I think uh, maybe get you a little bit of Trevor Lawrence to finish off the season. Get you some sunshine. I don't know what that's from. Remember the Titans? Sunshine? Oh, okay. Sorry. Thank yep. you. you. Oh, like, yeah. You I guess he does apologize. Look, yeah. He does kind of look like him. Literally. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, also, uh, previously mentioned on this podcast, uh, and I will mention him again, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, if you're hurting Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston uh, coming up here, they have a very, very favorable uh, playoff matchup. So uh, Jimmy G is a, is a fine ad. Um, and then as I transition over to tight ends, just wanted to mention Logan Thomas again. Uh, mentioned him last week. Uh, he had the third most receptions in football last year uh, as a tight end um, or amongst tight ends. He was behind Kelsey and Darren Waller. Uh, in his first game back tonight against Seattle, he had six targets, uh, three catches, 31 yards. Um, I would expect him to have at least six targets going forward. Um, and if if you're hurting the tight ends, but I think he's in oh, a pretty solid pretty solid ad i completely agree um yeah he should not be out there he should be on irs already but it is what it is um justin fields 
has a few cracked ribs and um, could potentially. Uh-oh. You're gonna bring up Blandy here. They're saying he. I mean, they're saying he could return week 13 against the Cardinals. Um, but what I guess what I want to say is, in the event that he doesn't return and they stick with Blandy Dalton, Cole Komet. Cole Komet had a team high 11 targets last week. He caught eight of them for 65 yards. That is a very nice week, especially in PPR. Um, so Komet has more than 14 fantasy points in two of the last three games, eight or more targets in each of those and six targets in four of the past five. The volume's there. He's getting better. I just want Blandy throwing him the ball. Yeah, if if Andy Dalton is the quarterback, um, you could almost start Jimmy Graham, honestly, in addition to Cole Komet because he looks to Jimmy Graham in the end zone. Thank you, plus 650 odds on Thanksgiving. Hit it for that anytime touchdown. Um, but yeah, I think Cole Komet is... Because the Matt Nagy offense is very similar to the Andy Reid offense, or theoretically it's supposed to be, he likes to do ball control passing. He's getting the ball out quick, and it was going to Cole Komet right over the course, right over the middle of the field, pretty much all day. It was wide open. So, yeah, get yourself some Cole Komet if you're hurting too. Especially if Dalton is the quarterback. If it's Fields, I'd probably stay away. We are way too far into this uh, waiver wire podcast now that we're talking about Cole Komet. Uh, Monday night football just ended. Washington held on to win their third consecutive game. Um, Seahawks are now three and eight after their third consecutive loss. One and six over the last seven games, which is just brutal. Both of these primetime night games have been brutal back to back nights. But man. Russ does not look healthy. No. And DK Metcalf owners are feeling it. He Did he finish with any targets? He definitely had one. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I know this is riveting podcasting here. Um, he finished with one catch for 13 yards. <laughs> oh, free DK Metcalf. He had four targets. And and this was something that we talked about preseason, right? Where Metcalf was they dis he disappears in the second half. Disappears in the second half because Russ disappears in the second half. This pretty much is a Seattle uh yearly tradition where their passing game just goes the absolute crap in the second half. DK, the last three weeks in half PPR is four point one, five point one, and one point eight. Like eleven what do you total do with points. That? Eleven total so, points in the last three weeks. Bring back Geno Smith. He had more, <laughs> more, he had more <laughs> fantasy points each week that he when he played uh, than that. So, yeah, if you're a DK Metcalf owner, I don't know how you play him. Man, feels like Allen Robinson. Yeah, as my wife walks into the kitchen as I'm recording this, hey, shout out to my wife again. She where she has Lockett and DK Metcalf on the same team. Her team is not doing well. And you helped her draft? I did not help her draft. Oh, okay. Not going to claim that one. No, I also do not help her set her lineup because she started Mark Ingram this week, who was out. <laughs> and now she's getting angry at me. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to talk about or plug real quick? Who's If you could trade for anybody based on your trade analysis, as we come up on the trade deadline, we're so far over on time, but you did all this work. We have to talk about it. Alex, we really did. don't. We don't. Just give we, me. Give we, me really, we really don't. Give me a name. Give me somebody. Is it Eli Mitchell? Is that who everybody should be putting their chips in on? I don't think you'll be able to try. Tried. I don't. <laughs> we've been recording too long. Uh, I don't think you can get Eli Mitchell from anybody. Um, the Bears have the easiest playoff schedule again. Minnesota, Seattle, and the Giants. If you can get David Montgomery, I think that's the play. Um, also, uh, second best playoff schedule is Denver. 
So maybe you can get Melvin Gordon. Maybe you can get yourself some Mr. Williams and Javante. Um, the Rams have the third easiest running back schedule, which is exactly why you should be handcuffing with Sony Michelle because they are facing Seattle, Minnesota, and Baltimore the last three weeks. And then Jacksonville is also really great. Houston, the Jets, and New England the last three weeks. So yeah, New England obviously just got crushed. Fifth for running backs is the Detroit Lions, which brings in our Jamal Williams conversation uh, where they have Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle. You'll notice Seattle is being mentioned a lot in this in this podcast where they give up a ton of fantasy points. Uh, they give up the second most fantasy points to running backs. So that's that's the reason for that. So th- those are the top uh, top five and coming in at six is Houston where Maybe David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, who wasn't mentioned this week, but we did mention them last week, um, are okay ads as well. Jacksonville, the Chargers, and San Francisco to wrap up. So those are the six teams that potentially you can target and and get something of value. Somebody else that I think could come back and uh, change the face of the playoffs for a lot of fantasy teams and is also currently trade uh, purchasable in the trade market is Antonio Brown has been out since uh, week six is the last game he played. Um, But double digit fantasy points in three of the five games he played his last two games, he had almost 50 fantasy points and more than 20 targets and more than 30 targets in each of his, in his last three games played. So there's a lot to love about Antonio Brown. He hasn't played since week six. And I think uh, he will be very useful should he come back this season. So I think you can get him. Yeah. And if he if you happen to be playing in a league where he's not rostered and there's 15 percent of those leagues out there somewhere, one of them is ours. You should be adding, adding him, trading for him. Um, It sounds like he's coming back this week. So. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Good luck on uh, chasing the playoffs. Yeah, it's weird that this week is normally like, hey, the playoffs start next week, but we still got still got a couple weeks left. So good luck. Stick with us. Uh, hope you're killing it. I th- me and Jason are having great years. So uh, hopefully you guys are too. And uh, good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.